Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of It's Intentional. This is Mike Piccarillo, Executive Director for CASDA. And today, I'd like to talk about innovative thinking, the path through a crisis to a reimagined future. So here's a question for you to start off. What have we learned about the value of technology during this shift to online and hybrid learning environments? Well, certainly there are pros and cons. One of the things I've noticed through a very interesting lens is as a clinical supervisor of three students, I've had the opportunity to observe classes from a virtual lens. What I found is students, when they're directly engaged in instruction through a variety of different technology apps, they seem to be much more highly engaged, both the students who are in person and the students who are in a virtual space. However, when the classroom instruction shifts to a more traditional format, more reliant on students being in person, the students who are virtual tend to be left out of that instructional equation. That's just one of those issues I think has arisen and certainly teachers are doing a, a great job trying to figure out how best to keep all of their students engaged. This is a challenge. And in looking at challenges, I like to look at them as opportunities. I was recently reading an article in the October edition of The Atlantic. It was written by Derek Thompson. It's called, How Disasters Shaped the Modern City. Of course, you're asking, what does this topic have to do with education? Well, I tend to read everything through the lens of public education because that's been my life. In the article, Thompson recounts several examples of disasters that have befallen major cities around the world. For example, he talks about the Great Fire uh, in New York City in 1835, the cholera outbreak in London in 1832, the Chicago Fire, who could forget Mrs. O'Leary's cow in the Chicago Fire in 1871. And then also uh, the blizzard of 1888 that buried New York City. All of these disasters have something in common. What they did was they exposed long-standing weaknesses in those systems, in those structures. However, they also had leaders who took not only action to address the short-term challenges, but also came up with some pretty innovative solutions. These are solutions that led to revolutionary changes, propelled these cities and other cities around the world to future growth and, and prosperity and sustainability. For example, in New York City, with the Great Fire of 1835, what they found was they didn't have an adequate water supply because the fire occurred in the winter and all the rivers were frozen. And so there was no water available to put out this fire and it spread out of control. Once they did get it under control, they realized they needed a consistent water source for the year round. And of course they also needed fresh water because people were getting sick from drinking polluted water. So they ended up creating a lake 40 miles north in Westchester County that then fed an, 
an aqueduct-like system that brought the water down into the city. And from that point on, the city really began to flourish and grow uh, as, a, as a result of this water source now, this fresh water source, and also the ability to take care of some of their sanitation needs, fire needs, etc. What they did was they were able to build something better. As Thompson says, a major crisis has a way of exposing what is broken and giving a new generation of leaders a chance to build something better. Sometimes the ramifications of their choices are wider than they think. Now, I want to be clear that I'm not advocating for technology as being the solution. What I am saying and what I am asserting is technology, if used innovatively, can have long-lasting and sustainable positive impacts in education on student engagement, student empowerment, the valuable and timely sharing of feedback to support student learning and growth. The research on technology as a tool to support student learning is pretty abundant. I refer you to the International Society for Technology and Education Standards, or what is known as the ISTE standards. And when you look at those standards, the, the student standards, if applied successfully, those standards produce students who are empowered learners, digital citizens, knowledge constructors, innovative designers, computational thinkers, creative communicators, and global collaborators. These are ideals I think we would all admit we have not been able to consistently meet in the traditional school model. At some point in the future, when we're fully in person, in, in schools, will we go back to using technology as just an add-on? Or are we going to continue to integrate technology into our instructional design as we have been forced to do so in this current crisis? I want to go back to the article and read you another quote from the author Thompson, because I think this is really important to wrap up this particular podcast. Thompson says, normal times do not offer a convenient news peg for slow rolling catastrophes. When we look at the world around us, at outdated or crumbling infrastructure, at inadequate health care, at racism and poverty, it is all too easy to cultivate an attitude of small-minded resignation, meaning this is just the way it has always been. As Thompson says, calamity can stir us from the trance of complacency and force us to ask first principle questions about the world. What is a community for? How is it put together? What are its basic needs? How should we provide them? These are the questions we should be asking about our own world as we confront the coronavirus pandemic and think about what should come after. The most important changes following past catastrophes went beyond the catastrophe itself. They accounted fully for the problems they had been, that had been revealed and conceived of solutions broadly. So here's the question. Can we use the current crisis to galvanize our communities to reshape our educational system to be a more equitable and sustainable system. It really, I think, ultimately relies on our ability as communities 
to innovate our thinking. So with that final thought, I wish you well in innovating for your community. And until next time, be well. And remember, it's intentional.